people think I'm damaged goods. I'm worried about losing my job. Will I ever get a transplant? I want to see my children graduate from college. How can I afford this? I don't want to be a burden. I'm afraid. I'm overwhelmed with information. Sometimes I wonder if I'll ever fall in love and get married. I just want to play with my friends. You're listening to Kidney Talk, streaming health, happiness, and hope to the renal community with your hosts, Lori Hartwell and Stephen First. Welcome to Kidney Talk. Today, we have a very interesting subject matter and kind of a creative way to reach people who are thinking about getting a transplant and understanding what it takes to take care of yourself to get a transplant. And so today we have Nicole Mendez-Pinkerton. She's the Director of Development and Education for the National Institute of Transplantation. And she's here to talk to us about a novella that they created called Fixing Paco. So, uh, Nicole, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me here today. I'm very excited to, uh, to talk to you about Fixing Paco. So tell us a little bit about what, what inspired you to create a novella um, called Fixing Paco. Well, about eight years ago, the National Institute of Transplantation, we developed a one-on-one kidney transplant education program for dialysis patients using a personalized one-on-one approach delivered by a specially trained transplant recipients called Peer Educator. The patients receive um, this 10-session uh, program while they are having their dialysis treatment. And the program was designed to help patients understand what's involved in getting a transplant. And it also helps them navigate the um, challenges of access and transplantation all the way through maintaining the transplant. I know a couple of the patients that are in the peer educator program, and they basically would go into a facility and talk to a dialysis patient, and they had had a working transplant and kind of tell them what was involved. And it seems like just an amazing program to give people on dialysis hope and, you know, that they have to be their own advocate to get a transplant. Um, Yes, the peer educators are actually the key to um, the one-on-one program because they've actually been through the process of getting a transplant, they've been on dialysis, and they really understand what the patient's going through. But the patients really respond to somebody who's been through the process as opposed to having um, lots of people who have never had a transplant or never been on dialysis telling them what they should eat, what they should do. Um, So it's been very, very effective, and uh, we've really enjoyed Well, the National Institute of Transplantation creates a number of educational uh, pamphlets and information about kidney transplantation, which I've seen, and they're wonderful. But what I find most exciting is that you guys are creating this movie. And tell us a little bit about it and who's in it and how it came to be. Okay. um, Well, Fixing Paco is the name of the educational series. And it's a result of the many lessons that we learned from providing the one-on-one program to patients over the past few years. Um, In Southern California, almost 50% of people on dialysis are Latino. And we realized that there's actually just a need um, to provide education and cross through the barriers of of language barriers. And so we created Fixing Paco in both Spanish and English. And um, it was based on the evaluations and the feedback that we got from our peer educators, and as, as well as the dialysis patients who had the program. And so we believed that a patient would benefit more from an entertaining and non-conventional video to communicate the essential information 
And basically, Fixing Paco is 10 sessions, um, and or 10 episodes, I should say. And each episode corresponds with each teaching session of the one-on-one -on -one program. Uh, we identified the most common uh, challenges that the Latino population faces in pursuing transplantation, and we address these challenges in Fixing Paco. Um, again, Fixing Paco is available in both English and Spanish as all the actors were bilingual. But it's important to also know that we we're finding that um, patients, whether they're Latino or not, are responding very well to uh, this series. Yeah, I saw a little clip of it, and it looked like, wow, this is a high production video, and you have some pretty big celebrity power in there. Yes. Um, we actually, Paul Rodriguez, um, who's the renowned stand-up comedian and actor, he plays um, Paco who's a dialysis patient who must decide if he wants to undergo a, a kidney transplant. And his wife is actually played by Emmy-winning actress Maravina Hynek. We also, um, also starring in Fixing Paco is Christian Chavez, who is a Latin pop sensation and plays uh, one of Paco's sons. He is very famous um, in many Latin countries. And we also have Gloria Garayua, who is absolutely amazing in, in Fixing Paco. And she plays Paco's daughter and tells the story by video blogging as a way to cope with that. So one of the things I think is amazing, because this is basically like tens, 10 different sessions, but it's really like a soap opera because it's a, a, the drama that takes into account the whole family. I mean, and what the family has to go through when the person's being transplanted. Yes, yeah, so what we wanted to do was create a telenovela-style um, series. And what we realized that we needed to do was to add some comedy to it as well, um, just because we didn't want to have it so dramatic, um, because it's, it's a very... Um, heavy subject and subject matter, and so we wanted people to be able to laugh, and we believe that, you know, the comedy in it and the funny parts in it is really going to help patients remember the information. Um, people learn by stories. I mean, I have yet to figure out a way. I mean, everything's a story. You either learn it's a song or a commercial or a movie or a book. In the newspaper, they're little short stories. That's how you remember things. So I think this is amazing. Um, so tell us a little bit about you have a premiere planned coming up in Los Angeles. Yes, we have our red carpet premiere, which is really exciting for us. And um, we're having it at the Director's Guild of America on Hollywood. It has um, a big theater in there. And so we are actually having um, the premiere as well as a fundraising event following the premiere. So this will actually air, this show will air after the premiere. But once the premiere is finished, how do people see this production? We are um, also launching 16paco.org and componiendoapaco.org, which will be the Spanish website. Um, and we will be putting the series on the website, so people who are interested in seeing the series will be able to go to 16pacos.org. So when I looked at the production of this video or movie or series, however you want to say it, it, it was pretty expensive. So did you have a lot of the community come together to help support this effort? Well, we actually, yes, it was a very exp expensive pro um, project. And we received a grant from the UniHealth Foundation to create and produce this series. In addition to um, the series, the grant supported supporting a two-year scientific evaluation to see how patients respond to the one-on-one -on -one program with Fixing Paco and without Fixing Paco. 
We could not have created this series without the support of the Zena Health Foundation and are very grateful for their support. So you're actually going to study this video, so a group of patients will not have access to it and a group of patients will have access to it and see if it changes the outcome if they get a transplant and if that transplant's successful because they're aware of all the things they need to do to take care of themselves? Yes, we, um, we have a, con a control group, um, and those people do not see 15 PACO, and we have an intervention group where the, these people do see 15 PACO. And so we're going to be able to study and see how effective 16 PACO is as a, as a result of this study. In addition, um, we are also having family members see 16 PACO because part of 16 PACO is about helping family members become effective caregivers. And we're actually having a great response. Um, family members are really learning how they can support um, their loved one who is on dialysis and seeking transplantation and um, what they can do to help. Now, one of the things, if, if there's a, a nurse educator in Pennsylvania and wanted to share this with her patients, would she have access to it? Well, we are um, looking to, um, one, of the, one of the things that we really want to do is to make uh, the one-on-one -on -one program a national program, and we want people to be able to access Dixon Paco nationally and internationally. So, yes, we are, once um, we have the results, and we are going to be able to share them in the medical community. And hopefully that will help um, bring 16 PACO and the one-on-one -on -one program to people on a national level. Uh, with the website as well, we will, people will be able to see, and everybody will be able to see the, um, the episode. So if you sign on to fixingpaco.org, you'll be able to watch the whole novella all at once. You won't have to wait, like, to see what happens the next week. You can just sit there with your popcorn and watch the entire movie. We are going to roll it out. So each, each week um, there will be a new episode. But then um, it, will, it will still be on the website. So if people miss the initial time that it rolls out, they'll be able to see all the episodes. When will the first episode be available? We uh, haven't set an exact date, but it will be before the end of this year. Okay. So, and then it'll be every week you'll put up a different show? Yes. And so what I recommend is for people to log on to 16paco.org, and they will be able to um, see updates as to when um, we will be launching the web series. Um, also, they can like it on Facebook. Um, we have a 16 Paco well, that's incredible. I mean, I think this is such a wonderful idea for, uh, you know, trying to make education creative and fun because, you know, as a patient myself who's had four transplants, I mean, I feel like uh, I've been fixed several times, <laughs> luckily. You know, some of the information you get is very dry and it's not very hopeful. So I think adding humor and the family dynamic and such an incredible cast, you're going to have a Emmy Award winning video if if it can qualify for that. I don't know. Maybe there's a web series uh, award that you'll get out of this. We actually have received a web series award. We submitted it to um, Real Resquache Art and Film Festival this past May and we received 2012 Best Webisode Award. Oh, that's great. We will be, we will be submitting to other um, art and film festivals uh, down the road. So we're hoping, we're hoping to definitely win some awards. Um, that's, our, that's a goal of ours. Um, but, you know, it's, it's really nice to hear how, um, how excited you are about 16 Paco as, as 
you have mentioned, you know, you've been a patient, you've been through this, and, you know, to, for you to be excited about it um, really means that something. Well, you know, we just did a patient meeting about a week ago, and I shared my story, and one of the patients there uh, said, you know, I had a transplant and, you know, it lasted so long, but then I didn't know I could get another one. And I think that there's just so much information that needs to be given to patients out there because they don't know if they can get a transplant. Now with healthcare reform taking place, it might give an option for more patients to get a transplant because they'll have access to health insurance, which, which will help pay for their meds after three years. So I think, um, you know, we need to continually educate the community. And um, RSN is uh, very grateful to the National Institute of Transplantation for all your great work. Thank you. And we are grateful for your great work as well. Um, and it is, you know, it's one thing about transplantation is, is that there's just so much to know, and the information does change with um, as as transplantation improves and progresses. It's, it's very successful now. Um, however, uh, criteria for who qualifies for a transplant has been expanded from you know from years ago, and so there's a, there's definitely a lot of information that um, that patients need to know. And, um, and what we have found with the one-on-one -on -one program is that even patients who have had a transplant and back on dialysis, about how much that they've learned from, from the one-on-one -on -one program and also from fixing PACO, um, that there's just a tremendous amount of information. Well, I always tell patients, you know, you got to stay healthy until the next miracle happens. And for me, getting my fourth transplant, you know, was the uh, third one lasted 20 years. And in the early days, my first two didn't work. I mean, uh, this is the best kidney I've ever had. It's just my labs are all perfect. And, you know, patients need to know that uh, transplantation is a great option and they really need to seriously consider it because it can basically put you back to almost normal if, if there is a definition for normal. Yes, and, and that is really important. And, and maintaining health um, before having a transplant and, and after having a transplant is really important. And one of the things that Fixing Paco and the one-on-one -on -one program stress is um, being proactive in your health care and also being very compliant and taking the medication as needed, um, following the doctor's instructions. It's just all so important. Yes. I mean, I can't tell you, I'm like a professional pill taker. I, I, I actually have that on my resume because I've been taking pills for so long, for so many years. It's like brushing my teeth. And I know that that's sometimes a, a problem for some patients, like they just forget. And, you know, you can't forget when you have a transplant. You have to take your medications. You have to follow the doctor's orders. And then you can have a great life, but you forget and... Um, it can be uh, devastating to your gift of life, and um, I really try to encourage that as well. That we, we show in fixing Paco is um, uh, Paco's aunt actually had a transplant that failed, and it failed because she was non-compliant. So we do show a lot of uh, a lot of common um, problems that people face once they've had a transplant and um, non-compliance, and, and how to be compliant. Um, so that's it's very very important. Well, I can't wait to see the entire series. Uh, Nicole, you teased me with a little introduction when we had lunch, and I uh, can't wait to see it. So for those of you listening, if you want to learn more about Fixing Paco and the movie and, and get into the series, we can all talk about it every week on Facebook. Go to fixingpaco.org. And uh, Nicole, thank you so much, and uh, we look forward to seeing your premiere. Great. 
great. Thank you so much, Lori. It was great talking to you. We can control our own destiny. We can take charge of our health and ask questions about our medical options. We can form partnerships with our health care team. We can take steps towards self-improvement. We can be sensitive to the impact of our disease on our family. We can sing, dance, laugh, and enjoy our lives. We can appreciate today and look forward to tomorrow. We can help and support our fellow patients. We can pursue our hopes and dreams. We can make a difference.